to Let's Talk About Books, baby, where we will be talking with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Dina Blake. Hi, Dina. Hey, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Uh, I'm great. It was raining earlier today, but it stopped, so that makes me happy. Oh, that's awesome. And and yeah. where whereabouts are you in the world? I am just outside of Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Okay. All right. So that's out there somewhere. I'm an East Coast girl. <laughs> kind of in the middle of the country. So. Yeah. 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 If, if you went from East to West Coast, you might drive through it. Yeah. So, so um, have you always uh, lived in Oklahoma? Actually, no. I grew up in California. Ah. Nope. Yeah, Northern California, San Francisco Bay Area. Okay, so what brought you to Oklahoma? Family. Uh, yeah. My uh, dad retired. Mom wanted to be closer to family, so the whole family moved. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. I miss California, but it's it's nice to be around family. Yeah, oh, that is nice. That's great. Yeah. So, um, so Dina, you have. Uh, several published novels, right? Um, and uh, I think your first was Where the Light Glows? Yes. Yeah, so tell us about that. Okay. That, oh, it seems so long, so long ago, that was 2017. That was published. And let's see, Where the Light Glows is about Mel, who is a straight woman who's unhappy in her life and afraid to move on. She kind of learned to just settle for being unimportant. And then she meets Izzy, and then she's confused by her feelings and the pull to stay in her marriage. It's, it's really kind of about her journey and getting to know herself, her wants and her needs, and realizing that she's important enough to, to um, pay more attention to those. Wow. That sounds like a great story. Um, I liked it. It was it was my first, and it was a long one, <laughs> really? longer than most of my. Yeah, it's been my longest so far. So, um, some of it was uh, they had a lot of different characters in it. So, so when you wrote this, like, how long did it take you to write your first novel? Um, I'm going to say this one took probably. I started writing it at some at one point, and then uh, life happened. I had some things. It happened in my life that where I had to stop. I had to pay attention and do other things, and I had to come back to it. So it probably took a uh, writing time, maybe a year, but with the break, it was a few years. Okay. And and um, you published through Bold Strokes, is that correct? Yes, okay. I did. And yeah. and this was was this the very first novel that you'd ever written then? Yes, and uh, uh, they they accepted it, and I was thrilled to death. I I, I thought for sure there was going to be a rejection letter coming in the mail, but um, no, there wasn't, and I was so excited. Oh, that's so awesome! Yeah, yeah. And and um, I was reading that you received um, some awards and accolades for this book, right right from the starting block, right? It was a uh, Rainbow Award winner, and I did get a lot of great reviews on it, and uh, it was really nice that it was so well-received. A lot of people liked the family aspect. Um, 
And I think that's part of what, what people liked a lot about it, that what brought it to more people's attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so did Mel have a family involved then also? She had her mom. Her mom was involved. Her, her dad was involved. She didn't uh, have a... Well, no, she had, I'm trying to think, it was first book a long time ago. Yeah. She had one brother. Okay. She did. She had a brother. Um, but it was, the family part was more about Izzy's family. They owned a restaurant and uh, just the interaction between the brothers and sisters and the parents oh, was more active with hers. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you you appealed to a wider audience then, it sounds like. I believe so. Wow, that's great. And and do you think that because it was like your first book was so well received that this had, you know, an impact on you moving forward um, in your writing career? I think so. Um, I I love to write. Uh, it, it just doesn't get old to me. But um, it made me want to write more and just continue. And then uh, I tried to incorporate more family into each one of my books. I tried to make sure I did that because that was part of what people liked. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a little bit of pressure there as well because, you know, people liked it. And I had to make sure I was hoping that people liked the second one as well. You set the bar high. I did, apparently. So, Wow, that's great. And um, yeah. so how many other novels then have you published since then let's see i have seven published um because my my newest one bold strokes has it now it hasn't gone to wide release yet until tomorrow and uh, my eighth comes out in july and i'm working on number nine that'll release in 2021 wow so what's coming out uh, tomorrow Perfect timing. Perfect timing. All right. Right. Yeah. And this is perfect timing, right? <laughs> it absolutely <laughs> is. <laughs> and and can you tell us a little bit about perfect timing? Yeah, perfect timing um, is kind of an age gap uh, book story. Um, when uh, let's see, Maggie is one of the main characters. She falls in love with her best friend's aunt. Uh, you kind of get a little glimpse of that through flashbacks. But then she's left that town and got on to medical school. And then you kind of fast forward to where she's in her internship. And she's thrown back together with her best friend's aunt, uh, whose name is Lynn. And Maggie's still in love with her. And Lynn really hasn't gotten over it either. But Lynn was married at the time, so she didn't act on any of her feelings. Um, and there are some obstacles in, in there, including age and future children. Um, as well as um, her best friend, it kind of gets in the way. Way it's it's kind of a it's set in the hospital, and I'm not really sure why I what I was thinking when I did that because I know nothing about that environment. But I tried to make that more of a high level thing so that hopefully I didn't make a lot of uh, goofs on that and people don't call me on it. So, so I I got to tell you, I had a sneak preview of that book. Did you? I did, and I absolutely loved it. Oh, wow. Thank you so and, much. Yeah. And I don't think you made any, you know, I don't think there's anything to call out on any kind of errors about the hospital setting. 
Um, yeah, you did a great <laughs> job, really. I, I, I loved it. I just yeah. blew through it. Awesome. That's great to hear. Yeah. It's, it's always nice to hear what somebody thinks about it, good or bad. I, I like the feedback. Yeah. You know, as, long as, it, as long as it's constructive. So thank you very much. Yeah. So, so do you, do you, um, you know, have you always been a writer? Is this something that, that, um, you've always done all your life or is it relatively new in adulthood? It is new in adulthood. I, I mean, I probably did create some creative writing when I was younger, you know, in, in grade school, high school, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Never really took it seriously. Um, I did well on those papers in school, but I didn't really start writing until I, I was, I'd be sitting outside the school waiting to pick my daughter up. And then uh, the stories just started coming to me, and, and so I started writing them down, so, you know. So it's nothing like dead space and music to spark your imagination, you know? <laughs> yeah. So um, what, like, what just made you decide to write, like, um, at this point in your life? Is it something that you kind of always wanted to do or enjoyed or? Um... Well, I enjoyed it once I started started doing it, once I started writing the stories down. And then I, uh, then I started doing some um, I started learning more about writing and I joined a writer's group okay. here in Oklahoma. The, the RWA, RWA has gotten kind of a bad rap lately, understandably so, but I had joined the local chapter where I met others that were learning as well, which really uh, helped me a lot. Oh, that's but, awesome. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're, we're a pretty good writing community, all of us. Um, I, I haven't met one writer that isn't willing to help you with what you're doing or, or be supportive. So it's pretty awesome. Oh, that's nice. That is really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, um, so in addition to perfect timing, right, you said that, um, you have another book coming out, um, was it later this year? Yes. In July I have, uh, kiss me every day comes out in July. This was, a. This is going to be different than, than my others. I, I kind of try to change it up with each one. And how so? Well, this is like a, um, it's kind of a Groundhog Day story. Um, Wynn, who is like a, an IT professional executive um, who has really dedicated her life to her work, um, because partly because she wanted to, uh, to be chief operating officer by the time she was 30, and other... Another reason was because her love interest married her sister. And uh, what happens is she ends up uh, going to dinner with her sister-in-law, finds out some things she didn't know, and then the next day she wakes up the year before. The year before when... Wow. Yes, when when her life changed dramatically. And she took, a, a, she took the path she's on today. And so she has to um, work on herself and uh, and the things around her to make things happen differently. And she has to grow bef before it gets it right, before she can, before the day won't repeat anymore. So, so where did you come up with this storyline? I mean, that's that's really creative. I know. I don't know. I was I was like, I don't know how it popped into my head, but I I was 
I really have no idea how I came up with it, but I, I did think about it, and I thought, wow, that'd be a great story. And I started writing it down, and of course, you know, I send things into my uh, senior editor, Sandy, and, and, and she comes back with like f- five gazillion questions <laughs> and, yeah, and pins me down on, on my conflict and this and that and the other. She really does help out a lot. Oh, um, and then and then kind of formed it together and and uh, believe it or not, this story was harder to write than pretty much everything else because writing the same day over and over again and making it different isn't all that easy. No, I don't imagine it is. <laughs> <laughs> but but I think it came together. I'm working on uh, second round edits now, and it, it it's pretty good so far. I leave it set so that I can go back and look at it and with fresh eyes and. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that's not so bad. I'm glad I did it that way. Oh, cool. And how so, long did it take you to write that then? Let's see. That uh, probably, I'm trying to think, probably about four months on this one. Wow. That's t- still relatively, you know, quickly for uh, something that you found to be more difficult, I think. Yeah. Um yeah, I tried to push out exactly what I wrote for the day before and and just make it all new, and I'll see how that worked out. But, oh, cool. Yeah. That sounds so, great. Yeah, thanks. So, so where, normally, like, where do you get your ideas from? Like, do you, are your stories kind of reflective of current events or um, personal events? Um, how does that work for you? Well, I don't intentionally add current events to anything because I really want uh, my books to be timeless. You know, when you um, talk about certain things, kind of dates a book. Like, you know, I don't want anybody using a rotary phone in it because then you know, ooh, that was written way back when. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So, um, so I don't intentionally do that. Sometimes maybe something happens in my life. Uh, I try to stay away from political things like that, but I do try to build something true from my life into my stories. I was trying to think of some things. Uh, let's see, like in um, Unchained Memories, there's a scene where one of the teenagers gets in trouble for drawing a caricature of the teacher. Okay, well, that actually happened with my son. Huh. So um, I kind of built that in. It was kind of funny. Time. The teacher probably didn't think it was funny, but <laughs> thought it was funny. And then, there, yeah, there's another scene in Where the Light Glows with a drunken friend in the bathtub, and that actually happened with a friend of mine. So Okay. Uh, does, does your friend then, know that you put that into one of your books? Yeah, I, I told her. Okay. I said, you're in my book. And she's like, really? I'm in your book? I was like, well, what you did is in my book. <laughs> <laughs> so... But um, I think that's a form of flattery, don't you? I oh, mean, absolutely. Sure. There you go. It, so. it, you know, made an impression on you, right? Um, yeah, it did. It's something, it's a funny story that I, that I tell all the time. So. Yeah. And then in uh, just one moment, um, there's an art gallery in there and Chloe's art gallery. Mm-hmm. And I wrote that uh, after the events in the local gallery where my uncle used to show his art. So... My late uncle, he passed away about 10 years ago, but um, I used to go to, every first Friday would be at the art gallery, and I would go to those every month, and, and it was just a great atmosphere, so that's what I used for that. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, do you, like, have a process for writing in particular? Um, 
Like, do you outline everything or do you just kind of wing it? Okay, so I used to just wing it. I mean, I was a total panster. Okay. Um, but when I wrote Friends Without Benefits, I had actually um, asked Sandy, my senior editor, I said, if I, if I want this to be out in December, when do I have it in by? Because it's a holiday romance set in Chicago. And she said, what did she say? She said, you have to have it in, I think, I can't remember, but it was like, I can't, she gave me three months to write it. And here's your contract. And I was like, whoa. So I wasn't going to go back and say, well, I'm not going to do it. So I wrote it. So, But I had to outline it to get it to be structured. I wrote each scene. I use Scrivener so I can write out where I want this to happen. And then if it's not happening in the right spot, I can drag that scene to another area. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it's, it's really helpful for me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've... Um... I downloaded Scribner and um, it was uh, it seemed complicated to me, so I never really got into it. But um, you know, everyone talks it up, so I'm gonna have to go back and check it out. Yeah, it's it's a little complicated at first, but I created a template for each. Use the same template for each book, and I just once you do that, you really don't have to change much. But that was the reason I started outlining, and it, it really did help me. So now I continue to do it. I still write out of order, but at least I know when I write something where it's going to go. Oh, that's cool. So you, you'll outline and then you may write something that's further down in the outline before you write, like, say, chapter two or something. Right, right. See, well, like I'm writing Next Exit Home, the one that comes out in 2021 mm-hmm. now. And I've written the beginning and I've written the end and a bunch of scenes in the middle. Because when, when I think of a scene, it's not necessarily in order. And how do you make that connect then? Like, is that difficult or? Uh, it can be. I, I Like, I'll write. I get yelled at all the time for this. I'll, I think of <laughs> scenes in the car. So I either tell Siri to take a note or I have a big pad of paper and I just write it down as I'm driving. And then I kind of sort it in my other stack of notes and then I type them all in, and I put them where I think they're going to go within the story. Okay. All right. Yeah. I know it sounds confusing, and it probably is, but I have I have a system. So. Yeah. It, well, obviously it works for you because, <laughs> you know, you're, you're cranking them out, and, um, and, you know, you're getting really good reviews. And, you know, I've, I've only read the one uh, novel of yours and, and loved it. So. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. So, um, do, uh, do you have like another career in addition to writing, um, or related to writing or is, is this what you're, you're doing? I have another career. I, um, would love to, to write full time, but I just really can't right now. I can't afford it. Mm -hmm. So I work, um, in, um, IT quality where, um, I handle. I have a team that uh, does all the testing for accessibility and functionality for applications and um, different aspects, or like web design things like that, mm-hmm. um, to make sure that uh, that they function and that we don't have any issues with 
people with disabilities. So, so, so that seems like it's a, a kind of detailed oriented profession. Yeah, very much so. Do you think that helps you with your writing? Uh, it probably does. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I I try to be very organized. I'm not a I'm not the most outgoing person. My my strengths are, are hey, let's write it down and let's put it in order. Or I don't know if you've heard of Six Sigma. Yes. You know, yeah. Yeah. So you know, I'm a have a green belt in Six Sigma, and uh, you know the as the. the the as-is process and the to-be process, I think that's, like, awesome because it shows you. You map it all out and you show, it shows you getting from point A to B. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it does help me. Okay. That's cool. So you're you're very lean then in your writing? <laughs> Probably not. But, you know, that's a good thing, though, uh, right? That's what editing's for, you know. It's, it's like they always tell you, just write it down. You can chop it out later. Yes, that's true. So, yeah. So, you know, and thank God I have a great editor, Shelly. She's awesome. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 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 I hear really good things about her. Oh, and and everybody at Bolt Strokes, really. really Oh, they are. You know, top quality people and they do really good work. And yeah. Yeah. It's a wonderful family to be part of, you know, can honestly say that. So, So was that the first place that you sent uh, your manuscript? It was. It was. Um, uh, I had met Rad years and years ago when I went to an RWA concert, or concert conference, <laughs> and um, she was very, very nice, very sweet. And then when I started looking for some place to submit, I saw Bold Strokes, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I, I'm going to try her because she was awesome." So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she is awesome. She, mm-hmm. She's um. Really, I would say a very generous person with her time and uh, her knowledge and expertise, you know. Very much so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You don't find that in uh, publishers very often or, you know, uh, you know, she, I mean, she's a writer and a publisher and the owner of the publishing house. Uh, It's pretty amazing. Right. She's very approachable and she's. And like you said, she's very knowledgeable and very helpful. So oh, absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't ask I couldn't ask for a better publisher. So. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Um so do you do you use beta readers uh in your work? Um or like someone who provides feedback for you as you go along? Yeah, I used to have a, a friend who would read uh, my stories, um and she kinda moved away a little bit and she doesn't really like to read electronically. Not a lot of people that don't like to read electronically nowadays, but she doesn't. So um, I can't get timely feedback if I send her a paper copy. Oh, but yeah. my partner, she reads everything I write. She gives me she gives me great feedback. She's very um, straight with me about it. She doesn't gloss over anything. And uh, we have conversations about things sometimes because we don't always agree. But So then I... <laughs> Then I say, well, I'm going to send it in and Shelly can tell me. You know? uh, is that is that code for something else? Conversations about something? <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. So that's great. Um, yeah. yeah, I imagine that, you know, taking feedback from your partner um, might become a little difficult if it's not something you really want to hear, you know. 
Yeah, but and I try to be open-minded about it. Yeah. Even you know, with this uh, perfect timing, she's she's was previously a critical care cardiac nurse. Okay. And uh, so she went through and just put the red ink. No, this is not the way it works. No, uh, uh, no, this is the way it works. <laughs> so she helped me in that in that manner. Oh, that's so, great! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's good. Yeah, sometimes it's easier to take uh, constructive criticism from strangers or people you have a less personal relationship with. So. Yeah, but but I'm kind of easy that way. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So. So, makes um, me a better writer, so that's all I can say, it, as long as it helps me. That's awesome. That really is. Yeah. So um, you have, I'm just, what uh, did you say seven or eight books out? Yeah, I have seven out. Number eight comes out in July, and then I'm working on number nine. Okay. Um, that is pretty amazing. Since it's uh, 2020, and you've. Uh, your first one was published in 2017, so just in three years' time, really. Well, um, thanks. I, I I kind of told myself, hey, I'd like to do two a year. Really? Um, yeah, and so far so good. Last year I snuck that third one in, and then, uh, well, not last year, 2018, I snuck the third one in in December, and so last year I ended up with just one because I didn't calculate the months right. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I can't have another one? They're like, no, it takes nine months to get these through production. So Just was, like a baby. Exactly. So, you, you know, so now I've tried to make myself a calendar so I know what the timing is uh, on each one. So. That's good. That's great. But, you know, I got to take the holidays off, so that was, that was okay. Yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. So, um... I guess you don't you don't get to do that if you have deadlines, right? Like, right. Deadlines don't account for holidays. True. And uh, honestly, I try to write every day. I write probably more on the weekends than during the week. I get up early and write before I go to work. Do um, you really? I do. I'm usually up by five every day, um, and then I get around around seven. Get ready to go to work and go on in. Wow! So gives me a, a little time to, to to just keep some of that word count up, you know. Yeah. How how do you? Um, I don't know. Kind of force yourself to be creative and actually think that early in the morning. Honestly, I think better in the morning than I do at night. I used to. I used to be more creative at night, mm -hmm. but that's changed in the last five or so years. So, you know, I wake up and I. If I'm awake, I just get up and get my coffee, sit in here, and just start typing. That's awesome. If I can stay off social media, that's my problem right there. I just need to I know. Get, a, get away from that. I know. So, it gets me every time. I get sucked it, into it. it. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, it just you just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and, and then you realize, oh, it went 20 minutes. Uh-huh. I know. Or more. Oh. <laughs> or more. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Yep. So, um, wow. So, um, do you go to uh, writers' conventions um, around the country? I do. Um, well, I've been to, to GCLS. I, I do every year. Okay. And um, I'm planning on going to Clexicon uh, in April. 
Okay, that's it's all set to go. That's yeah. coming up. Yep. And then Women's Week I do in P Town in October. Okay, great. So, yeah. I, I must have missed you. I, I wasn't there last year. It was the year before last was the last time I was there. Okay. And that was that was probably maybe been my first year to go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, was, I, was, I was just wondering if Clexicon was still going to, you know, happen because they canceled um, South by Southwest. Um, right. I'm wondering that myself. I've yeah. still got everything booked. So yeah. um, I'm just kind of a waiting game to see what's going to happen here in the next week or two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty amazing things that are are like in in my um, you know, day job. Um, some of the counties that I work with have started uh having meetings via Zoom, which is kind of like Skype, you know, instead of in person because you know they're just uh they don't want people coming in and out of the office. Right. Um. In fact, at work we just got. And email talking about, you know, proper cleanliness and um, the things you should look out for, the symptoms. They haven't really said, hey, uh, work from home. We, we have the capability. We do a lot of Teams meeting, Microsoft Teams meeting. Oh, yeah, we do that too, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so if you don't have to be in a room with people, then we just do it on Teams. But yeah. uh, right now, it's everybody's still coming into work. You know, unless you have a symptom, symptoms, and you stay home. There's only been one case, one case reported in Tulsa, uh, okay. which y- you don't know though. Yeah, no, you don't. If they if they even know who has it and who hasn't, so no, because some people's symptoms, I guess, are so mild they they don't even realize they have it. Right. Right. Um, yeah, we've had uh, in the surrounding counties around me um, quite a few cases. Uh, just over the weekend, so um, people are taking precautions. Yeah, it, exactly. I have a a friend who lives in Italy, and she just flew back from California. Her, her family's in California, um, and she said they hit her at Heathrow. Somebody with a hazmat suit put a digital thermometer on her forehead before they let her do anything. Oh, I was like, "Wow, yeah." So that's scary. It is very scary. Did they let her in eventually then? They did, yeah. She didn't have a fever, so they let her in. Oh, that's good. So, um, let's see. uh, Golden Crown will be in Albuquerque this year, right? And you'll be there? Yeah, I'm driving. Driving there. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah. I guess that's pretty close to you, huh? Yeah, about a 10-hour drive. Is it really? Probably probably less with with the way I drive, but... Okay, and uh, and then Women's Week is in October in Provincetown. Yep. So maybe we'll see you there. Um, well, definitely, I'll, I'll be there. I, gotta, right. I have to find a new condo this time. So. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, so do you like to hear from your readers and uh, and from our listeners? I do. I, I love to, to hear from anybody who wants to to give me feedback, just chat about writing. Anything like that. How would they contact you? Okay, so I'm on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Okay. But they can also email me at tinablakebooks at gmail. 
gmail.com. Okay. And if they went to the Bold Strokes website, would your email come up and they would just click on that to contact you? Yes. Well, I believe my email is on there. Okay. Uh, I think under most of the biographies, they do have a, a link. So I think, and I think it just goes right to you. Yeah. Send a message. There's usually a spot on there. Yeah. Um, I also have a website too, dinablake.com. They can go there as well. Oh, great. Well, my contact info is there as well. So. Okay. Well, that's awesome. Okay. All right. So Dina, any parting words you'd like to, to leave with us today? Um, just that I, I appreciate you, Anita, for this this interview. This is awesome, speaking to you about everything. Oh, well, I appreciate you being on the show, really. Yeah, well, thanks. And, and to the readers, um, just I wouldn't be doing this if it wasn't for the readers, and, and that's what makes it all worthwhile. So I, I appreciate you all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So. And everybody, wash your hands and be careful. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm Anita Kelly, and that's all the time we have for today. Thanks for joining Liz Talk About Books, baby. And thanks to Dina Blake for joining us today. Until next time, may your journey be lighthearted and peace be plenty.